There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's bad part. 197. 197. I like my bread leavened. <laughs> Really, what no, is leaven bread? What's unleavened? I don't. I don't know what leaven is. Leavening is 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 suppose, where it gets all the 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 yeast. It rises. Okay, so leavened bread is bread with yeast. With it, it's 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 been allowed to sort of it to you know it it, it proofs doesn't it? It sort of puffs up before yes. you bake it. Yes, and unleavened bread doesn't have that process. Yeah, you had because when the so it's like flatter usually denser. Yeah, when the Israelites fled in the Bible, they had to eat unleavened bread because there was no time to prove it. Or they had to make unleavened bread for their supplies. And doesn't have is the word does it have its roots in levant, like the levant? I think it might be just leavened as in like levity is like upward high spirits, right? Like raising, raised oh, spirits. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Are there right, good okay. examples of unleavened bread? Is a pitta unleavened? I think so, surely. It's All those flatbreads, like a, a naan is an unleavened bread, isn't it? Yeah. Surely. Let's see. Varieties. And and for the this is a deep cut. This is a deep cut, Phil. But remember, um, we had a, <laughs> an episode where we discovered that every name of a type of bread sounded like a fart. Yep. So yep. it can. So let's see if the types of unleavened bread list... Um, Follows this pattern. Okay, you ready? Okay. Okay, so. Abud. 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 Yeah. Abud. Yeah. That sounds like a fart. With an A-R, yeah. so an American Arbud. Arbud. Arepa. Arepa. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Arepa is definitely a way to describe a fart. Bannock. Yeah. Bannock, what yeah. it is is there's a lot of B sounds in in bread. Yeah. In bread names. Like so those are very um percussive. They're very percussive words usually to do with bread. Yeah, well, matzo. 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 Oh, matzo, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you make roti? I think it's still tracks. I think none. Yeah. None's not on the list, though. Oh, interesting. Okay, it's, a, it's undercover leavened. Is non unleavened? Here we go. What a question to ask Google. Non. I, 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 <laughs> I thought the answer was saying nah, but it's saying saying none. Like it's <laughs> non unleavened. None. Nah. None. None. Oh, none is leavened flatbread. There you go. There you go. A sneaky leavened. None is a sneaky leavened bread. Leavened. Um, do you feel as I feel, Phil, that when you get a garlic naan, it's fine, but it's not it's not that garlicky. Ah, uh, uh, I think this it's probably a case of um garlic being dumbed down for British palates maybe over the over the decades. Do you think? think? Because it's it's less garlicky than garlic bread. 
Not to be not to be all P to K about about this film. Interesting. Garlic naan. Garlic naan. <laughs> um, What's wrong with play naan? <laughs> Peter Peter Bombay. Uh, that's that. That's that out. Um. Um. Yeah. Right. Okay. Maybe because there's already so much garlic in the food, but then there's garlic in Italian food. When I order garlic bread at an Italian-y sort of place, Philip, often I'm gonna I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that it's positively swimming. Yeah, it's garlic as hell, and it's it's, it's all the better for it. Yeah, I suppose I suppose because a nun has to find space inside for the mm. garlic. Garlic bread, you can just smother it on top, and you can you can technically you can have it like a tower of garlic butter on. Yeah, it's but it's but the naan has to fit inside. Also, a I've I've never been able to do the keema naan. I just think that's over. It's just like overkill. Meat in the bread. A, a naan bread filled, yeah, filled with minced meat. It feels like something a corrupt um, <laughs> earl would eat. You know, in the medieval times, it's like st- stuffing something into something that doesn't need stuffing is that feels very evil. Yeah, it's um, it's sort of like uh, it's. It, it's the escalation between macaroni as a side dish and um, stuffed pasta as a side dish. <laughs> right, all right, right. So macaroni as a side dish, or yes, you wouldn't have a um, as of steak and a side of cheesy ravioli. That would be yeah. That would be too much. That would be insane. <laughs> insane. That would be offensive. I'm I'm never offended, and I'd be offended. Yeah, I know what you mean about the kima naan. Also, that's it's never like. Filled with the the same nice stuff that's in, say, a samosa. It's it's sort of um, it's got something in it, but it's hard to really be sure what it is. Mm-hmm. I go plain every time, baby. I let the mm. I let the naan speak for itself. I think it is it's it's a conduit for the other tastier foods. Yeah, right? it's 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 a dippy. It's a blank canvas. It's, it's a, a blank canvas, Pierre. <laughs> Yes, for the artistry of the source to be wrought upon it. You need a blank canvas for true beauty to be achieved. Mm-hmm. Leonardo da Vinci never started off with an, an easel covered in minced lamb. It would have no. ruined the Vesuvian man. It would have made him look blumpy. Vesuvian nan. <laughs> Vesuvian nan. 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 Um, although it would have been very Italian of him to start with a, a blank canvas smothered in garlic butter. Yes, that would have made more sense. And that's why all those old drawings are so yellow. Do you know that Mon- <clears throat> part, apparently part of the reason Mona Lisa is so enigmatic mm. is that she doesn't have any eyebrows? Really? And a lot of our expressions are made with our eyebrows. The Mona Lisa, she doesn't have eyebrows, so it's quite hard to tell what her expression is. Oh, so we need a sort of Mr. Bean figure to come and draw them on. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, to improve her. It um, is I, weird. I'm just look, I'm looking at her now. Yeah, she doesn't have, doesn't have eyebrows, which is something you don't really notice. Did you know, Philip, that because of the noughties trend for completely removing your fucking eyebrows till they were really painfully thin, people just don't have eyebrows now quite more, more often. Well, I mean, they they haven't grown grown back. They don't they don't grow back all the time. Yeah, I can imagine. You can really damage them if you pu- if you pluck them out. They stay plucked, my friend. In in many cases. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
Must, yeah, don't, don't do that. Um, I, I, I used to have a monobrow. Did you? Monobrow hairs growing. Yeah, I, I, well, not, not, not bad, but just a few hairs, and I'd be plucking them. I'd pluck them out of my, my monobrow bit. And my dad saw me once. He's like, "What, what are you doing?" And, <laughs> and I said, "I'm just, I'm just getting rid of the hairs between my eyebrows." And he said, "Why? It looks nice." <laughs> and that was the day. <clears throat> that was the day I learned not to take grooming advice or any aesthetic advice from my father, <laughs> who thinks a monobrow is debonair. <laughs> It's so much more efficient to just have one. <laughs> Streamline the process. <laughs> Do you think he actually thought it looked nice or he was just thinking, his thinking was like, the thing you say is, is the supportive thing regardless of merit? Oh, absolutely not. Definitely the first. He would never, he would never say something just to be supportive. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it must just come from it must just be a Chinese thing. Yeah. There's, there, there is this sort of seam in Chinese, especially male grooming culture, where more is better. A long thumbnail, you know, a long fingernail, um, a, a bit of hair grown somewhere. Even hair sprouting out of a mole is considered characterful. You know, I think there's... And there's also, uh, with a lot of Chinese people, um, a hesitance, hesitancy about sort of intervening mm. with the body. Um, which un so which underlines a lot of Chinese traditional medicine. You don't you don't want anything sort of too that really is too effective like Western medicine. Yeah, it's too because dramatic. It, yes, exactly. Well, you this is so okay. That but has but has it, it does it come back? Do you have to repeatedly intervene? Well, with my monobrow? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't um, tended to that particular garden for for many years, and um, no, it, it seems to have stayed. So I suppose. I suppose uh, hairs in that area of the face, you know, they are they don't always grow back. They've got no staying power. Yeah. I do have or like one or two do you have these eyebrow hairs that just keep growing and growing and it's like they haven't got the memo <laughs> from everyone else. It's like, dude, were you were you adopted? I didn't you know, it's like I didn't know a hair could look adopted, but when the very long hair sprouts out of the eyebrow, it looks like which which is the bird that pretends to be a different bird and and it's cuckoo. fed by ah yes yeah do you think like the cuckoo of hairs <laughs> it's like um the i do have <laughs> some of those hairs i know the ones you mean they, they, they i i i knew that they were becoming more of an issue when my barber started asking me more often if i wanted them to be trimmed and i had to sort of genuinely seriously assess this request or this so idea your, your eyebrows mm. you do have good full bushy eyebrows yeah, well, this is the thing. And then the, I remember um, it was probably after a lot of lockdown in a row. I was like, oh, damn, I can, I can actually like, I can feel the long ones. I look like, uh, I'm starting to look like um, sort of character actor or something with these fucking eyebrows. <laughs> and I actually I thought, I thought, you know what? That that old Persian guy was right. The, the, it is, it's necessary. It's necessary. It needs to be done. I'm, I'm, a, I'm also, a flaming stick in the ear guy now too, Phil. Oh, lovely. Uh, lovely. I mean, these are things I can only ever dream of. You and the <laughs> Turkish men, you know, you are lucky enough to be, um, to have, you know, a, a, a surplus of body hair and uh, <laughs> facial hair. I, the, I'm so nervous about plucking any hair because I have so few. Yeah. That I feel very protective. You know, like a couple who didn't think they could have a kid and then finally right at the end, yes. she gets pregnant. 
and it's an only kid and they're so protective about this kid and they ruin his life. That's how I feel about <laughs> that's how I feel about a hair that grows anywhere else but my head. I'm like, oh, oh no, guess you precious, precious miracle hair. Miracle hair, I'll look after you. I will you. <laughs> you I, I get very protective. About you it. won't let the hair go on any school trips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too sunny outside here. Stay inside. Stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then, you know, it's the grass, the hair is always hairier on the other side of the brow, Phil. Um, right. Cause, I, yeah. Or whatever. The hair is always greener on the other head. <laughs> yes. Um, because you don't have to deal with having a hairy back. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm being a little hypocritical here because in a sense, despite having one, I do not have to deal with it either because I'm not obliged to have it dealt with but i sort of every even this morning i looked in the mirror and i thought hmm how close am i to being a sort of dog man (laughs) yeah yeah how close am i to traveling circus situation here am i am i at the stage now where it's not so much giving me a pat on the back as as stroking my back (laughs) Like a dog man. Hi, I'm Alan Crumb, Professor of Relaxing at the Meditation Academy. This is a free sample of our meditation app, so why not just close your eyes and give it a try? That's it. Now that your eyes are closed, Take a deep breath in for a count of three. And out. Repeat this as I continue to speak. Just relax and try and picture yourself lying on a sunny beach somewhere, hundreds of miles from the thousands and thousands of deadly bees that swarm in and out of hives all over South America and Africa. Not to mention the hornets. You ever seen those? Sometimes they can get really... There's one in Japan that's the size of a a squirrel, really. And they can keep stinging you. Whereas when a bee stings you, there are tiny hooks on its stinger. And as it tries to unsting you, it rips out its own guts. Keep breathing. Think about the sand. It's hot under your fingers. The soothing waves lapping gently at the shore. There's no reason at all to think about the billions of crawling insects that cover the face of the earth. And what's worse, that without them, all life on earth would perish. We need them. That's the worst thing about them. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you know that we get goosebumps if it's from back when we were hairier, right? Um, and you, when you were cold, the you ha- the, your hairs would stand up to provide a thicker layer of air uh, insulation. Uh, but our bodies haven't realized yet that we've shed all that body hair. And idiots. Uh, but but the goosebumps still still are still there. And apparently, apparently, also when you're like challenged or excited, it happens as well. And that was. Back when it would, when we were hairier, would make the hair stand on end mm. and make us look sort of bigger and scarier. Yeah. Um, well, but you probably still have that <laughs> more than me, anyway. <laughs> yeah, maybe. How much warmer do you think I am? You do sweat more than me. It's true. We've measured it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've strapped uh, the, the strapped the both of us up in sort of upside down crucifixes and a bucket at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's right. Maybe that's one of my... I do know that if on the very rare occasions where I would clean shave my face and I would shower or drink water or go for a swim, my face would be so cold. Hmm. So my face is definitely warmer than it would be otherwise. Um, I I thought you got goosebumps, um, Phil, when it meant that a goose was looking at you. Right, I mean, it could if, if the goose was threatening you. Well, no, just it, it could be on a it could be like Jason Bourne on a skyscraper. What do you mean? Like it could be looking like, at like you from that distance. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, right, body, okay, okay, yeah. Go, geese are so, <laughs> geese are so dangerous. Your body knows when a goose is looking at you. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, today I was on the bus um, somewhere, and on the top deck front, as I always try to be. Yeah. And uh, I saw a friend walk past. Um. Uh, and I was like, it's Hannah, it's Hannah. And I got my phone out and I took a photo of her and she was like picking her nose. No. And I snapped it just in time for her to like be picking her nose um, in Deptford with no <laughs> clue anyone was watching her. And I said, there's no better feeling, Pierre. Do you, do, do you get to do this much? Of sending someone a, f- a shock photo of themselves when they didn't realize that you were watching them. I love it so much. It's my favorite thing to do. I never feel more powerful than when I've taken a photo of a friend who doesn't know I'm there. Does it give and you an know ins- anyone is watching? <laughs> Does it give you an insight into the thrill of of perhaps a sniper or a, 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 an obsessive stalker? Oh, certainly of a sort of a perverted voyeur. Yes, <laughs> I've. I think I've done that a couple of times when, like, um, I don't know. I've seen a friend in a pub or, or something like that. But I. But you. You did something very different here, Phil. You caught them. In a in flagrante, nose picking yes. wise, it was complete chance. I, I just my only objective was to get my phone out and get a picture before the bus moved on. And <laughs> the second I ha- managed to snap that snap that pic, she just gave her her nose a big big squeak with a with a palm there, um, and she looked like sort of monstrous just for a moment, and that was wonderful <laughs> to be able to see. Monstrous just for a moment is great. 
Is that the caption? <laughs> is that the caption you sent with it? Yeah, monstrous. Dot dot dot. Just for a moment. Just for a Good moment. <laughs> well, <laughs> Phil, you're, I, you, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. You, you, you've got that journalistic instinct. That's it. Yeah, I'm a real uh, soft, sho- soft shoe. No, that's the detective, isn't it? A, a gumshoe. A soft shoe is a dance. Gumshoe. That's a dance. Yeah. You're a real what, dancing what, journalist. What's, What's a sort of 1950s American slang term for a journalist? A hack? Yeah, a hack, uh, a, a, a snoop or something, I mean. A snoop. That's more of a spy. Yeah. Hang on. A hack. Slang for journalist. I don't know what you mean. Uh, news hound. News hound. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I'm a real news hound. A reporter. Star reporter. You say things like extra, extra. Extra, extra, read all about it. Yeah. Um, the price of bums are up. <laughs> oh, no. This cost of bum crisis is. Uh, um, well, Phil, can you. The cost of bum. The cost of bum. The cost of bum crisis. Phil, can you tell us where you're on the bus to? Oh, well, I am partaking in this year's The Wrestling. As part of the mm. Just for Last festival in 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 London, and um, I've been I've been receiving some wrestling training today, Pierre. For the, I had my first session of professional wrestling training. Day one of wrestling school, you've got to walk in and use a steel chair to hit the biggest guy there. Yeah, they weren't happy about that. They're like, <laughs> "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> uh, yeah, he's in hospital now. Um, shouldn't have used an armchair, really. No, but it's a good character um, arc for you. Yeah, uh, it was really fun just to get to like get throw myself around. It's kind of it's, it's a teenage dream. I loved wrestling so much as a teenager, um, and it's funny that now I feel more sort of gingerly about doing these moves. Whereas in the past, when I was encouraged not to do them, I was trying to do them on anyone who'd let me. Yeah, and now I'm like, oh, just be careful. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh, my neck. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of neck stuff. One of the instructors said, we like to think of our neck as an extra limb. And I thought, we are different people. <laughs> I, I, don't, I can't imagine being so confident with my neck. I just think of it as another arm. <laughs> yeah, you don't, um, you don't go, well, I was busy uh, um, holding the phone and making an omelette. So I just use my neck to shut the door. <laughs> but I realized that's why all these professional wrestlers, they all have such huge neck muscles. Yeah. And I thought, why do they focus so much on their neck? Surely they're not, they don't need their neck. But so much of the fundamental wrestling technique in professional wrestling is about keeping your head safe and curling up and falling right and rolling. And that's all to do with keeping your neck up, your head up and curling your neck. And so they just build these huge necks. Yeah, they all very much have like these big, like like um thimble heads, like they're wearing a bin. Yes. It just goes straight into like their shoulders. Yeah, you look at like Brock Lesnar. Oh, and it's like Brock Lesnar. You don't know who Brock Lesnar is? I don't know wrestling at all, my friend. This is a different really? world. Really? No, no. But you were a how do I say this? Um, schlubby loser as well. <laughs> Why didn't I thought I thought that's what we were all into? No, see, in my um, in my milieu in primary school at least, it was the the kind of slightly edgy kids who were super into wrestling and kind of almost wow. everyone. It was the majority's joy. Huh? 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, How funny. I just, even as a child, couldn't get over the fact that it was so tangibly not real. And I know that's not the point, and it's a performance, and blah, 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 and it still requires great skill. But I was so confused as a kid because I was just like, but there is real w- one. There's boxing yeah, as well. Like you, If you like fighting, wait till sucks. you see real fighting. R- real fighting sucks. <laughs> well, that's not what professional wrestling is about. We watch professional wrestling because it's good, because it's narratively satisfying in a way that boxing rarely is. And Greco-Roman wrestling certainly isn't. And it's it's... I didn't realize until my adulthood just how camp it is. It's, professional wrestling is so camp. Um, and it's, and it's, it's just so like high, high energy and silly and goofy. And I think what it was is the closest to seeing real life superheroes. I think that's why a lot of, sort of dweeby boys like it. Yeah, maybe that's, I don't know. Because they're superhero stories, basically. Yeah, I suppose so. Good but and then- evil and... You know the right and wrong, and the righteous, and the and cheating, and the you know the good goody two shoes, and the the heels. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, I think I just found it to dis- discern who was supposed to be good or bad because it was all just like kind of kind of just giant dudes and speedos just sort of going, oh yeah, a lot. <laughs> and I could never. The best quite- bit of watching wrestling is when they sort of you know cuss. They have to cuss each other out. But because it's like pre-Watershed and has to go on TV and is aimed at sort of kids as well, they can't swear. Yeah. So, that I mean, that's why The Rock had to come up with like Candy Ass and Jabroni. And I remember someone being called an egomaniac. And that was the end of the... That's like they were building up to... <laughs> You're an egomaniac. <laughs> and I was like, I never even heard the word egomaniac before, but it must be pretty bad because I thought they were going to say cunt. That's the energy <laughs> that they were building up with. They are building up with cunt energy, but they said egomaniac. Egomaniac um, here on the crazy wrestling show. I mean, ass was the worst they could say. So, so yes, so there's all these supposedly ferocious... Um, uh, uh, macho men who didn't care yeah. what anyone thought and could, you know, didn't care about the rules and who would never say a four-letter word. Yeah, they're just there. You're a real picklehead. <laughs> Your behavior makes <laughs> me like furious. Playground. They really are like playground insults when you go back and watch them now. Yeah, I don't know. I always associated it with a certain type of um, extremely rowdy uh kid in my primary school on the Isle of Man and then I remember when I came to uni I in I was shocked that so many you know of the sort of comedy dorks liked wrestling I was like really yeah there's a lot of crossover comedy comic books wrestling um it 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 it, I mean comedy and wrestling are very similar especially like live comedy stand-up and wrestling are very closely linked a lot of professional wrestlers retire and try stand-up out and do stand-up for a bit oh right um mick foley rick flair has done it um rowdy roddy piper i think has done some because it's, it's kind of the same same skills really it's all mic skills and um and getting a crowd on side and being able to fall down and falling down. He's <laughs> saying, saying, uh, being an egomaniac and saying the word "ass" a lot. It does track. It's also about build. It's also a lot about building up your own image, only to be undermined. 
right? Yeah. A lot of comedy is about building something up and then you undermine it. And a lot of wrestling is like, this Saturday, I'm gonna, and then you lose or whatever. (laughs) Um, It's all about setting up expectation and then and then subverting it, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the same, the same thing. Really. Do you have a signature Except move worked out? Strong. I haven't got one yet. Thing is, we have to work with what is realistic for me to do. Yeah. Because um, the kind of moves that you take for granted watching professional wrestling is like, oh, body slam, boring, a clothesline, lame, <laughs> do something difficult. Yeah. And you actually try them, it's like, oh, fuck, these are pretty hard, actually. These take weeks to, to get down. Could you do um, like a kind of silly joke? But one? I've been saying, I, I've been saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the Hurricane Rana. I'm gonna Hurricane Rana everybody. <laughs> well, do you know the Hurricane Rana? Uh, it, the name rings a bell from the dark. It's a move usually, usually um, preserved for live, um, sort of. Uh, l- l- uh, what are the Mexican wrestlers called? Luchadors. L- luchadors, yeah, are like. A lot of the female wrestlers would do it, where you you get up on the person's shoulders, sit yeah. on the shoulders, and you you flip backwards and you throw them over. Right. It's not something that someone of my physicality could do. <laughs> but I've been saying I'm I'm just I've been telling everyone I'm doing the Hurricane Rana and I'm going to Hurricane Rana everybody. <laughs> I'm going to Hurricane Rana the audience. I'm going yeah. the audience. I'm going to Hurricane Rana everybody. Then you're going to go out into the street and Hurricane Rana the bu- people on the bus. <laughs> it's going to be like Godzilla. <laughs> are you gonna when you're bigging yourself up are you gonna mention your kung fu training no i didn't mention it today even i just embarrassing because then you know I've, I've i've forgotten most of it and although we did do an arm hold today and you know i remembered my arm hold training my wrist lock training yeah um but I don't think it's particularly relevant, to be honest. My what it, where it has been relevant is rolling. I'm quite good. At, I got quite good into rolling. I can roll quite well. Um, <laughs> just roll the whole time. This the the holy I roller. Thought, yeah, it might I be can't funny. Get I just roll. Yeah, and then they just get so dizzy watching me roll around, they just collapse, and then I pin them. Well, you roll under their legs, like they, they, you're all over the place. It's like they're on a rolling <laughs> ship. Uh, yeah. um, well, well, we should read some. Uh, Corolling spondents, Corolla spondents. Yes, it's time to climb the ringside ropes of correspondence and dive onto the prone opponent of emails. Nice. Yeah. Ring Correspondence. Wrestling, is it real? Is it real? Yes, it truly is. Wrestling is real. All the anger is real. All the people aren't fake. All the punching it hurts. All the bleeding <laughs> is real. All the shouting is real. Um, they really hate each other. It's real, real, real. That's right. Wrestling is real. Tell your kids. <laughs> I like um all the shouting is real. <laughs> like someone going, wrestling's not even real. And you go, uh, all the shouting's real. <laughs> oh, you think they're not really shouting up there? You idiot. You go to a, a live wrestling show, you tell me they aren't really shouting. <laughs> you can't, can you? You can't. Yeah. Um. So we have an email from Rish. 
Rish. Yeah. Rish the dish. Is it our prime minister? Rish Sunak. <laughs> that would be the worst Rish way to be under undercover. Yeah. It's it's sadly it's not, but his emails Imagine are, Rishi Sunak turning up with a, a mustache. Yeah. Is that Rishi Sunak? No, I'm Rish. I'm Rish. Kunas. Rishi Hunak? I don't know who Rishi Sunak is. <laughs> I'm Rish. I think the Prime Minister's doing a great job, etc. Um Rish says, Dear Red Hot Philly Pierpers. Nice. I like Whoa. that a lot. Really good. That's a goodie. He says, uh, I saw this billboard where recently knighted, that's how old this is, Sir Lewis Hamilton was proclaiming, I am a pilot. <laughs> so Yeah, that's why he's been knighted. Have you seen the billboard? Services to Bud Pod. The billboard, no. So he's advertising um, a, a big fancy watch, and there's a lot of crossover between people who love Formula One and people who love big, chunky, expensive watches. Oh, yes, there is. Why is that? I just think it's a personality type where it's like, I love machines. Shiny, expensive mm. machines. Mm. So, is this, have I found it here? The caption so is, looking this up. once I dreamed to become the fastest driver, today I am a driver of change. I am a big pilot. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> what it says. It says, I am oh, a yeah, big... Oh, here it is. The big pilot. I am uh, a big pilot. Is that the name of the watch? So Bad. Yeah, it looks like the name of the watch is the Big Pilot. That's such a st- <laughs> that's a, such a it's bad such name. Bad, such a bad copy. I'm. What does it mean to be a big pilot? This is a prop. This is such a bugbear of mine. People mixing their metaphors with um, words to do with size. So massive is the worst one. Massive and massively. If this particularly yeah. British thing, I'm massively for that. Or I heard someone saying um, they'll be massively racing against each other. You, yeah. can't, you can't massively race. You can't... You, you're mixing your metaphors. It drives me <laughs> fucking crazy. And like people like people who you expect better from, journalists and stuff, yeah. will say... I mean, you say, this is a massive problem. That's fine. But you say, um, Rishi Sunak will be massively worried that you can't worry massively. Unless you oh, get bigger. Oh, it drives bigger. me crazy. You get, maybe, maybe they mean he's, um, he's stress-eating. Also, you saw, yeah, the, the worry's filling his body and it's, he's just slowly inflating. <laughs> yeah. And sort of pushing people off the benches in the Houses of Commons. People are like, oh, what the? Oh, no, he's, mass- no, he's massively worrying. Also, he's massively worrying. <laughs> also, like, um, I always find it strange when you get someone who's like, it's Lewis Hamilton, right? So he's, he's English and it's, the caption is in English, but it's written in English as a second language. So it's, once I dreamed to become the fastest driver... Mm, to yeah. become once i dreamed of becoming right i, I dreamed dream to, to become yes, yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it was written by the guy who sent him enough diamonds in a case to get him to do the advert it might as well start off with my friend that's how <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how english second language it is <laughs> my friend <laughs> Once I dreamed to become the fastest driver. <laughs> that would be a funny, that's a funny idea. Like an English as a second language teacher just going, now don't forget to say my friend. Everyone's your friend. That's the thing to remember is everyone's your friend. Today I am a driver of change. What does that mean? I am a big pilot. 
Yeah, what is the change here? This is always something that happens in advertising as well. It's like, be part of the revolution. So, what, a slightly different style of trousers? This is a revolution, (laughs) is it? Yeah. No, don't let anyone tell you what to do. But you should wear this watch. Yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the world will. It's it like messages that basically are the world will never be the same after this product, and and it's they show you a watch that is indistinguishable from any other watch. <laughs> yeah. Or like you watch a, an advert for a car, and it's like a, in the advert is like a guy he's out with his family, and his car drives past, and he's like, and he drops the shopping, or he drops the kid or whatever, yeah, because he's so amazed by this car. And you look at the car, and it's just some fucking hatchback. It's like any yeah. fucking car on the roads in England. Like what? What are you talking about? It's, it's what do you like mean? It's blue, the same. My friend, this is the same. <laughs> My friend, you dream to be making a, a a new product. This is the same. It's like, yeah, it's just, it, as you say, it's always just like, it's shaped like a bar of soap. It's blue and it's driving through a town. <laughs> and inevitably, they only mention the thing that makes it different towards the end after they've talked about revolutions or whatever. And then they go, it's got Bluetooth. <laughs> Yeah, the revolutions are so subtle. Yeah, the new the new elements of this old product are so subtle. (laughs) This new model wasn't even necessary. No, no, you've presumably only released it because everyone else's old models are full of crisp packets or something. (laughs) I really don't get the watch thing. When I was younger, I was like, "Oh yeah, I must have a good watch." When I was a teenager, I've always had a watch. This is, which it turns out marks me out as quite different from most people my age, my yeah. generation. I've always had a watch. There's a photo my mother's unearthed of us like going to our first day of school. I'm like seven or something, and I'm, I've got my little white shirt on, and I've got my big backpack and my shorts, my blue shorts, and I'm walking with purpose to my, to school. And I've got a watch. I've got like a leather strap watch on. I've always had a watch, but but I, now I'm like I don't. It doesn't need to be ex- expensive. Why? Who cares? It's such a weird thing to care about a watch. Yeah, and when you see them, and it's, it's like so uh, old. Oh, it's got a it's got an altitudeometer, and it's, it costs eighty grand, and you just go, oh no! That's my my gut reaction is oh no. <laughs> you know, your phone can do all these things and more. Yeah, your phone can do all of that, and I don't know if you knew this, but it also has access to all human knowledge. <laughs> Uh, yeah you could you could you could call in an airstrike with your phone (laughs) easily even the apple watch it's like it's so good it's just like a tiny phone on your wrist and you go right so like a second phone (laughs) cool can you imagine saying with a straight face and a kind of sexy look at my watch way i am a big pilot i'm a big pilot I need this phone. I, I I need this watch. I need an expensive watch. Why? Because I'm a big pilot. I'm All the small pilots they have cheaper watches. They're small. <laughs> I'm a pretty big but pilot. I'm a big pilot. Um, <laughs> Rish uh, Rish says I have no idea why he's saying he's a big pilot here. Can you decipher it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been trying. We've been trying. We've been Rish. trying, Rish. We've been trying our best, we promise. He says, um, maybe some old guy tried to mess with his F1 car and he came over and said this haughtily. I mean, is it that the... Is it a Tag Heuer? Is I'm a big pilot. Huh? Is it that the name of this model of watch is... Oh, no, it's not Tag Heuer, some other... 
watch um is the name of the model pilot and the pilot so the this design of watch is called the pilot and this is a bigger version yeah I, I, and so it's the big pilot yeah but even and then, then it's gone, a... okay we need uh, we need to figure out copy that goes with a big pilot but then it's such a bad name why would you be a big pilot <laughs> you could yeah. you could choose there's so many other words for for big massive massive phil gargantuan pilot <laughs> titanic pilot I yeah or, titanic or just i don't know go go like fake latin pilot majoris nice pilot pilot magnum Ooh. yeah no, i'm a big pilot, pilot. grande Grande, grand pilot, the grand pilot. That's nice. The grand I'll, I'll, pilot. I'll, I'll have. I'll buy a watch called the grand pilot. Yeah, no, a big pilot. Big pilot. This is a big pilot. This big, pilot. Is this big. one, big one. Um, although Rich does point out, Sir Sir Lewis Carl Davidson Hamilton MBE Hon Freng. Hon Freng. On F R E N G. Full title. It's some honors. I'm not sure oh. which one. Being for knighted. England? Honor for England. Honor so for England. Fring England. Uh, being, saying him being knighted makes sense when you think of him as riding on behalf of his kingdom in life-threatening tournaments. There you go. It's true. Ah, of course he's basically a modern-day jouster, Pierre. Yeah. I, I'd love an MBE. I'd love an MBE. People always talk about, oh, I turned down my MBE. Oh, people should turn down. I, I will take it. Instant. I will bite <laughs> their hand off to take that MBE. What I'd what kind it. of MBE do you want, though? What is it? MBE, OBE? Well, no, because it's... Oh, there are different types of MBE. It's, no, but it's MBE for services too. you know. Oh! Services to love. That's what I want my MBC, MBE for. Services to love in. Um, I think just services to, like... Is there one for services to just being a chilled, sensible guy? Yeah, I think so. I think, but you have to be in the royal family for you to get medals for that sort of thing. Mm. I think that's what the queen used to say to the various relatives. You've been really chill this year, actually. (laughs) And she'd give them a big star. To be honest, last couple of years, that would mark you out as a star in the royal family, just to be chill and not do anything (laughs) mental. Yeah, yeah. We we don't want you to go away from the royal family thinking the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Uh, the OBE is Order of the British Empire. MBE yeah. is Member of the British Empire. OBE is better in it. It goes Member Order Commander. Member Order Commander CBE. Oh, so that's the biggie boy, is it? CBE. Yeah, CBE is difficult. That's a high high difficulty one to get. Who gets to be CBE? I'd love a CBE. Can you wait? What? N- no, surely n- wait. Oh no. There's a picture here with um, one of the public school white boy actors. I can never remember his name. <laughs> um, I can't even remember right stuff right now. You know, I, I took a, top, a couple of knocks to my head wrestling training earlier, you know, and I can't really, I can't really think of things. Is that good? Is that a good sign? You've you've double suplexed the memories right out of your brain. Oh no! Stephen Hawking, Harold Pinter, Hugh Laurie, CB, Johnny Wilkinson, Helena uh. Bonham Carter. Yeah. I mean, of all those, Helen Bonham Carter feels... Wait, no. Does Helen, Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah, Johnny Wilkinson feels attainable because no, it was just one good kick, wasn't it, really? No. A CBE for one good kick. A CBE for one good kick. I don't think so. 
<laughs> Hugh Laurie. Uh, that's what House gets here, I guess. CV. Harold Pinter. Yeah. It's all those pauses. Stephen Hawking. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair enough for Stephen Hawking to be a commander of the British Empire. To change how we think about uh, time. OBEs. J.K. Rowling. David Beckham. Now, I would have thought J.K. Rowling would get a CBE. Let's um, say Harold uh, Pinter or Hugh Laurie. I mean, yeah, yeah. Harry Potter's pretty, pretty enormous. Yeah, but it's it's not about money. It's not about money, Phil. It's class. Class. The class system is immune mm. to money. That's its only power. That's true. The A second you really have money. The second it's not immune to money, it might as well just be like, you know, fucking Disneyland. Here, Frank Lampard has an OBE, but Steven Gerrard has an MBE. How have they come to that distinction? Frank uh, Lampard is the posher. Frank Lampard did used to get made fun of, didn't he, for being quite posh, for a, especially amongst of uh, professional footballers. But maybe, but it's always some shit we don't know. Like Frank Lampard then went and did a bunch of I don't know football outreach programs. You know, uh, you're gonna have to do something like that, Phil. Rob Brydon has an MBE. Okay, now we're getting to the clowns. <laughs> the clown layer, yeah. Yeah, the clown layer of the cake. I'd love it. Would you accept a, an OBE or an MBE? I think I would, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm slowly losing my, my Republican beliefs. Not yes. out of any change in my thinking, but just out of exhaustion, really. Yes, that's how we get you. I think it's sort I'm of not a like, Republican. I just like I just kind of like the pomp. I know it's lame, but I like I like a certificate. I want to get a medal. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Well, that's the other thing is you think well, no one else is going to offer me a fucking certificate. My 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 case for the royal family and keeping the royals is yeah. that public life is to an extent a play, and there's no need to get rid of good characters. <laughs> yeah okay that's a more cogent argument than much of the tabloid press would have thank you big pilot you're a big pilot for change I'm a revolution big pilot. revolution watch i'm big pilot i like royal family because they are big pilot for opening swimming centers big pilot. <laughs> oh god well phil the time has come for us to um, backflip into the, the VIP ring of the Patreon. <laughs> yes, okay, yes. Um, oh, we need to announce... Oh, shit. Yes, we almost forgot. We need to announce, and patrons would have got a, an early uh, announcement, but we are now announcing to all our wonderful pod buds that we have, much to my chagrin, put on a second... <laughs> Bud Pod Live, the first sold out so quickly and only to patrons that we put on this second show at the Leicester Square Theatre. It's, it's gone on sale room. now. It's a bigger room it's and it's on sale room. now. It's a bigger room. Um, the link uh, is in the description tickets. of this podcast, guys, and we've been we've been tweeting it. Bud Pod Live, part two. Uh, it's 14th of March, isn't it? 14th of March. Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, if Valentine's Day was in March. Yeah, Leicester Square Theatre. Um, um, it'll be a really fun time. It's a great theatre, Leicester Square Theatre. I've done many a show there, but never with Pierre. No. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, and we're all going to hang out afterwards, aren't we? And we're all going to get pints 
um, <laughs> and smell each other's butts like dogs. Yeah, like we're going to barricade the theater and uh, kill each other one by one. That's my, one of my favorite lines from uh, Batman Begins is when Bruce Wayne approaches the, the, the mob boss who killed his parents. Mm. And the mob boss is like, your father, he begged. He begged for his life like a dog. Uh, I've, I always think of that. When I hear the word dog, I just think, like a dog. <laughs> Especially because it's an English actor doing this accent. Like a dog. Like a dog. Who's the English actor? Um, let me see, let me see. Is it Maroni that he plays? Yeah. Um, begins. Um, what are the what are the crime families in, in Batman? The, the Maronis and the Falcones. I don't think he's the Falcone. Maybe he's Falcone. Uh, I think, oh, maybe he is. Yes, he is Carmine Falcone. And it's played by... Who did Falcone do? Oh, God, Tom Wilkinson. Hey, I don't know who that is. Who is that? If you, well, well, Phil if you looks look at, at if you look him up, you'll, 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 he's one of those English actors where you're like, who the fuck? Oh yeah, I've seen him in every day of my life since birth. <laughs> he's one of those English actors, you know. Um, so I've well, never what, heard that name before. Is like, oh yes, he's he's he lives in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> well, while I'm looking him up, guys, there's also tickets left for the extra dates and my Soho theater run. Sixth, seventh, eighth of February. Yes, get those tickets too. Soho Theatre, early Feb, a um, few table things. Oh, this guy was in the Full Monty. Err, weird. Um, and also my tour, a couple of dates have already sold out, but a couple of dates have not, especially Glasgow. Whatever um, the opposite of sold out is, that's what Glasgow is. So if you're in, <laughs> if you're in Glasgow, do check out my, uh, my tour date there, please yes okay yeah please please uh so we've got bud pod live 14th of march soho theater extra dates fills to brackets glasgow yes but also other places and other places that are nearer to you than glasgow potentially potentially all right um but um otherwise see you guys next week or this friday if you're cool bye bye hi This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.